This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome along to the Saturday uh, Fun dance Fest here. Class. In, yes. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's doing a little dance. We have been trying to perfect uh, the bird calls that I... <laughs> on Thursday, Shirley and I went to uh, the St. Jacob's Farmer's Market. And as we were entering, and boy, what a what a fabulous place that is. Honest to be. Huge, right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. But anyway, uh, there's a guy sitting there at a table, and he's selling these little... They're uh, ceramic little birds. Yours is a wise old owl. Mine's kind Makes of a chicken. Makes total sense to me. <laughs> and, yeah. And you blow on these things. Oh, see, it's not. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm going to take this out in my back garden and call birds. I know. I mean, I already have so, hundreds back there. Maybe I'll get thousands. This is the big purchase that I made for you, this Charlie. Is great. Thank I, you. you know, I like uh, the fact that it's a wise owl. It yes, just totally speaks to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so we we've been sitting here driving everybody crazy. I, I know. I tried to play it earlier in the day, and Bob Shepard in the newsroom. Jeez, Frank, <laughs> you're you're gonna have all the dogs in the neighborhood over here. That's anyway, right. yeah, no more bells. Maybe we'll do um, whistles for the, your garden wings. <laughs> all right, whistles. we better get down to business here. Um, yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, we are going to be. Uh, Charlie is going to be answering questions. All right, and here are the numbers to contact Charlie and get on the air and ask your question. Four one six three six zero zero. 740 here in Toronto and anywhere else in the province, toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, please let Sebastian know, our, our operator, and when we get to uh, get you on the air just before that, you'll get your garden wings. There you are. There you are. All right, Charlie, what's going on there? Oh, I've just been getting all kinds of email. Oh, no kidding. Which is yeah. good. I mean, yeah. people are asking great questions. Yeah. Um, good. This is a good opportunity. To, um, Frank will give my email address mm-hmm. if you want to grab a pencil and send a, a note. Um, a good example was a, a gentleman who heard one of my little short vignettes yeah. that are played during the week. Uh-huh. And it was kind of the story of the rules of design when redesigning a garden. And okay. he goes, I kind of caught what you were saying, but I didn't catch the whole thing. So I copy and pasted the script and sent it to him. So because he said he's doing some redesign at his, at his cottage. So, yeah, you know, don't hesitate to follow up if something hasn't been clear. Podcasts are available for this show, of course. Yeah. So you can always re-listen to the show. Probably about after Wednesday. It's yeah. It takes a couple on, days yeah. to be on online, but um, they're there. There's ten years mm, of podcasts, so that's right. there's lo- like tons of great information. Not to mention some good giggles because yeah. you know Frank always keeps us giggling, and uh, but the vignettes not so much. So that's yeah. why I was happy to just copy and paste. So remember the through the podcast. It's just AM seven forty website. Go to podcasts yep. and then go to the Garden Show and then pick one. 
pick the date you want. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So why don't you do my your, email? And your then email I'm address? Absolutely. Sure. Email. If you want to get a hold of Charlie, by email. Here it is. C. Dot Dobbin, that's D O B B I N at M Z Media dot com. And you have one of those in your hand right now, are you? Oh, I have tons. Uh, but there was one here. So remember last week I mentioned um, uh, one of our listeners, Rosemary Bowman, suggested using fox urine mixed oh, with bone yes. meal as a deterrent for yep. uh, squirrels. Yep. Somebody else wrote in and said, just make sure you're upwind when you are applying oh, fox really? urine. So there's a, another little tip from one of our listeners. Very good. <laughs> and, um, the uh, couple of things going on, again, we're coming down to the end of things like the free summer music series at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. Mm-hmm. This Thursday's the last one, 7 p.m. Wonderful week coming of cooler weather. Boy, I thought I was in a tropical rainforest for the last few days. It has just been so thick and so humid and so hard to hard, you know, even breathe and move outside. So now we're cooling off. We're getting some clearer, fresher air. So get outside, get out into the action, grab what's the next few weeks. Of course, mm-hmm. the CNE is open now and there's lots of people there heading in there this morning. So at the TBG, which is, of course, as you know, at the corners of Leslie and Lawrence, farmers markets are going big time. You mentioned right, St. Jacob's yep. Market, which has special summer hours a special uh, day. They're open, I guess, on Thursday. They're open uh, through the summer on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. And then as well, the regular uh, days, Thursday and Saturday right. throughout the year. So they add on yeah. an extra day for mm-hmm. the summer. So again, grab those opportunities. And uh, to mark in your calendar, September the 8th, coming up at the Agent Court Garden Club, a very large annual flower, vegetable, and design competition. So this is designed as a drop-in between 2 and 4 o'clock at 2 and 4.30 p.m., at the Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland Avenue at Shepherd, that's in Agent Court. Mm-hmm. This event is free and open to the public. There are 114 different categories. The Garden Club members enter with the best of the best of their homes and gardens, including but not restricted to cut annual flowers, cut perennial flowers, roses, branches and vines, potted plants, fruits and vegetables, collections, basket classes, and design classes all of which are judged, and uh, this is, you know, that competition that mm-hmm. happens. You know how the gardeners are the nicest people in the world, but boy, do they like to compete. <laughs> so this is a very fun, yeah. you know, put your, your dukes up and go to it with your best of your best. There is a tea room on site for refreshments and home baking as well. All righty. Going to hold uh, that, all that information. Uh, thank you for that, Charlie. And uh, we'll be along to spe- uh, say hi to our callers on this gorgeous Saturday morning. Uh, if folks are have a, not down the basement trying to Oh, bail out what yeah. a, well we'll talk about that later <laughs> yeah um southampton's we're going to be uh, where we're heading very uh, very shortly to have a word with peter right after these words here on the garden show on zoomer radio don't change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. <laughs> and Charlie has her earphones all wound up. Oh, you unwound there? Not, no, not completely. I'm just not plugged in. You're not, well. I, I'll, I'll pretend I can hear what okay. you're saying, but I can't. I, I'll remember that. Uh, <laughs> that's a quote. I'm not plugged in. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, no, wait a minute. i got to get you plugged oh, in. Otherwise, you're not going to hear uh, from uh, Peter in Southampton. There. All right, I'm plugged you're in. You're all right. I'm still okay, tangled, now. though. It's bugging me. I hate this. <laughs> Peter, good morning and welcome to the show. 
Good morning. Good morning. Great show. Thank you. Great 10 years. <laughs> well, yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, last, uh, this winter, uh, we had up here, we, you know, winters are terrible. So my lawn needed repairing. Mm-hmm. So I went through the usual new grass, uh, new uh, earth and everything, mm-hmm. put down grass seed. Mm-hmm. The grass seed came up great. Mm-hmm. Everything was fine. Then I noticed some bare patches mm-hmm. around the middle of June, so I did the same thing, put down some grass seed, kept it wet, and it, the grass seed didn't grow. So I thought, well, it must be the grass seed. So I did the same thing over again. New mm-hmm. grass seed, same. kept it wet, Nothing. didn't grow. Hmm. What happened? So how much sun is getting into that particular area? Like how, how much what? How many hours of sunlight uh, oh, it, are in that uh, area? It gets all pretty well all day sun. All right, so it's very open and exposed. I would suggest it's perhaps it's the grass seed blend that you're choosing because remember there's a million of them out there, uh, mixes and blends. When you're, uh, it, you probably have a fairly large property, I assume. Well, it's just the ordinary 65 by 125. Oh, okay. And no trees causing a lot of shading uh, no, anywhere? No. Okay. Because, um, you know, there's there's what they call the grass seed blends, which are called high traffic areas or mm-hmm. boulevard mixes or su- shade tolerant. And, you know, there's all these sort of different things, you know, sort of blends we can choose. But at the end of the day, if you're still having issues with growing just, in, you know, regular good quality grass seed, I would recommend trying something that is put together by a company called Wildflower Farms. So I'm going to have to quickly look this up. I think it's called Eco. Eco Oh, they're up in Barrie? Yeah, actually Aurelia, close to Aurelia. Yeah, well, I tried those. Oh, did you? And And, um, I tried those, and I went big time with them when they first started coming out with it. And uh, no, that grass just sort of grew high and very fine. Oh, it was okay. like a very fine bent grass, right? And so, and you, yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of one of the claims to fame of the eco lawn is that you don't have to mow it. So yeah. it is a bit of a floppy thing. It's not the manicured look mm. that you might be looking for. So and it didn't last. Okay, so tell me about the lawn seed, the grass seeds that you purchased. Did you well, get quality um, stuff? Where did you buy it from? Um, I bought uh, the bulk seed from uh, Home Hardware. They get their seed from a. Uh, seed company in uh, Harriston, mm-hmm. Ontario. Mm-hmm. And uh, the seed that I used was uh, um, oh, I, I, something about uh, watering, uh, deep, deep root or oh, something. Oh, deep root, like epiphytic stuff or whatever. Yeah, so it. anyway, that was what I used in the spring, mm-hmm. and it came up great. And but then uh, when I applied it in the middle of June, towards the end of June, uh, kept it moist. moist. It didn't grow. Didn't mm. grow at all. So then I went and bought some uh, CIL grass seed, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, and I put experience. that down. Same thing. Okay, so I'm going to suggest that perhaps um, the issue, well, to, I mean, you said you top-dressed, so you put down some fresh soil, yes. and you, you know gave yes. the seeds a nice base. Yes. When you sprinkled the seed out there, whether you were patching bare patches or or trying to thicken up your lawn. You yep. made a real effort when you broadcast the seed to then go over with a fan rake to make sure that the seed is yep, down in contact with the soil. Very important. Then, as you said, you kept it moist, not wet, yes. but moist.
moist, so it might be out there every day. Optimal times for growing grass from seed or lawn from seed is the fall. Like we're totally coming into the optimal time now. The soil is nice and warm, the you know, crisp, clear air, great sunshine. So don't give up. Again, do get a quality grass seed, you know, you get what you pay for, so get a quality uh, grass seed blend that's for your your situation, full sun, whatever the case may be, and um, and do it again, but wait a couple of weeks. Wait till early September, and I think you'll find you'll have better success. Um, okay. Now, can uh, I yeah, mention one other June. thing? Mm-hmm. Nematodes. Yes. Last year, well, I always bought my nematodes from Homeware Hardware. Yes. And last year, I went to Home Hardware, and I bought them, and they said... We don't, they don't have to be refrigerated right. anymore. Right. So I said, okay. So I bought them, applied them, and this spring, my lawn wasn't dug up, but there was holes in it all over. And so... It means there's still grubs. So at your advice, <laughs> I phoned uh, NIC. Right. And I talked to the fellow and gave him my story. Yeah. And... Um, he said he heard that too. So he went out and he went to Home Hardware and bought some unrefrigerated uh, nematodes, yeah. took them home, put them under the microscope, and, and so they were dead. They were dead. Uh-huh. All so, right. <clears throat> well, there you go. I'm going to do a little more research on that because that question came up last week as yes. well, and I'm not positive what the answer is. So thank you for that. I agree. It makes sense to me. They yep. should. You want them alive. Those are yep. eggs that should be dormant, and keeping them refrigerated will keep them dormant. So thanks for bringing that up, Peter. We'll we'll have more on that, I'm sure, Okay, to let us know uh, later on how that uh, works into the fall with, with your... Uh, Grass. Okay. Okay, great. All righty. Thanks for calling. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to cottage country, okay? Uh, Bob Cage, let's what a really lovely... really go to cottage okay, country. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Bob Cajun, great little nice. town. And there's Lorraine. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning. How are you? Great. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I was at caller before it was great news to me too because i'm in the process of trying to dig up twitch grass mm. oh boy yeah. nobody envies you oh <laughs> taking over my lawn because you know what well, twitch okay what i think of twitch twitch grass is quack grass it's run it's got runners mm-hmm. and wherever it touches down oh it roots and if you attempt to dig it up and leave even a microscopic piece behind it It'll, will grow gee. is there any other solution but digging not really. I mean, is so it's all through your lawn, or is it kind of in patches? It's in patches, but it's spreading and spreading. Mm-hmm, it will. I mean, you you have two options, and we've talked about this in the past. The idea of the dark plastic uh, tarpaulin to kill everything beneath the tarpaulin. So that's a, you mow as low as you can, you get out some dark plastic sheeting. Weighted of, down. It's got to be all weighted down, particularly on the edges, whether with soil or rocks or wood. No light underneath. Four to eight months later, you lift that tarpaulin, and what's beneath should be completely dead from suffocation and solarization. So sterile. Yeah, soil yeah. is, and all the worms and stuff have gotten away because it was way too hot under there. But the plants are dead. The other um, thing is Roundup. Roundup, it can be very effective, not so much at this time of year, but earlier in the season. In the spring, younger, fresh growth of noxious weeds can be controlled with Roundup. Uh, 
but Roundup is non-selective, so it will kill anything that you spray. So you have to be very careful what you spray, because what you spray will die. Um, but, uh, like I said, it works best on young plants as opposed to this time of year plants. Oh, all right. All so, right. Wish I had so better. So if I put the tarp down now, the plastic tarp, mm-hmm. and lay it for the winter, would mm-hmm. that work as well? Yes, exactly. That's why mm-hmm. I said four to eight months. So you have to leave it, do it now, leave it over the winter, wait until we've got some good heat happening next late spring, early summer before you lift. And you should see no life. If you see any life, put the tarp back on. <laughs> and where do you get this plastic? Oh, so that's just, uh, you know, home hardware, Canadian tire, whatever. That Everybody sells tarps. The darker the color, oh, okay. the better. Because that way you've got that, that high mm. heat uh, absorption, higher heat absorption than a, than a light-colored tarp. Okay. All yeah. right. Thank you, Good Lorraine. Luck Good luck with that. With that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Let us know. Like I said, nobody envies you. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, <laughs> Even God. though we envy you living in Bob Cajun. Yeah, true, true. Hey, we have to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, we note, do have a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. I will get the bell out now. Oh, would you stop? I'm giving you some would... background, um, oh, you know, oh, ambiance. Oh, I see. Oh, all right. As the bird tweets, and we had to do totally a little commercial break, <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, say hi in moments to a first-time caller here on The Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. <laughs> She's... Still going we have bird birds whistle. in the studio. Yes, we do. Dodo birds, I think. <laughs> no, uh, wise owls. Uh, wise owls. Oh, yes, okay. <laughs> hey, that's for Lee, a first-time caller in Mississauga. Good morning, Lee. Welcome to the show. Good morning to a beautiful show. I've been listening to you over and over, and <laughs> even sometimes when I'm in Jamaica, I try to get you because of but the distortion affects us, especially in the winter times when I go down. Oh, Anyhow, I won't be long with you. Oh, boy, you got some voices there. Oh, they are second to none. <laughs> Thank oh, you. same 740. It's a beautiful station. It tells you a variety of things about medicine, about gardening, and even about the atmosphere. I don't know when you'll be going to outer space, but you will be here with us. Well, thank there you. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're a lifestyle kind of place. We're, we're all purpose. We cover it all. <laughs> yeah. We have a problem with ants and flies mm. around the garden and sometimes on the step. You had mentioned two weeks ago there are certain things that um, you use. I don't know what chemical are like. Uh, figure of speech is, say, maybe you may say Vaseline you put on the ground, but that's not what your no. word was. So what is it that you can put down that this and take it back to the nest and then they all destroy them? Okay, you so had spoken about it about two y- weeks ago. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm listening. It's very simple. It's uh, available at any Home Depot, Canadian Tire, Garden garden center. So there's out there you can find ant traps. So the traps are a little metal canister and you punch the holes out of the sides. Inside the trap is usually some like peanut butter kind of a bait, 
But there's also boric acid, and it's the boric acid that kills the ants back in the nest. So just outside, you'll find it simple to just put a couple of ant traps where you see the trails of ants. Like, always intercept wherever, because you'll see them. They are very busy. They're very militaristic in the way they move. You'll see the little trail. So just stick those little traps every five feet or so along the trail. But even sort of faster acting from the same retailers, you can find on the same shelf a little bottle and it's called Ant Killer. And all Ant Killer is, it's a liquid, liquefied boric acid with sugar mixed in. So a few little drops of that, again, along the ant trail. And, you know, put a few, just not big piles, just a few little drops and wait 10 minutes, come back and you'll find all the ants are sipping at the, the drops you've dropped. So it's like you've set up a little ant bar and they're all happily lapping up all those little liquid drops and again taking it back to feed the young in the nest and the queen in the nest and ultimately they die there you go wow it does work it's not instant there's no instant ant fix i've said this before right the best we can do is drive them off the property uh, to our neighbors or somewhere we don't really want them on our property but yeah you can certainly lower the populations with things like ant killer or ant traps yeah let us know how that works for you lee okay that goes with the flies to you what about the sprays from flies well what kind of flies these are outside or inside outside What what kind of flies like just kind of house flies kind of flies they are big flies because they will go around the garbage bin sometimes. You'll see the big ones there, mm-hmm. and they can be a nuisance sometimes where the garbage bin is. That's Before right. we put out the garbage, you yeah. know, there are certain times you have the blue box and the green box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they are very, very attracted to anything decomposing. So unfortunately, or fortunately... Beautiful day today. Get out the hose, get out some soapy water, scrub the garbage cans, scrub the blue bins, clean them up so they're all shiny and pristine, and you will not see any flies. Because okay. that, that's what they're coming to. That's, they're coming to yeah. debris that's been left over the years. Okay. okay. Thank you so much, Lee, and thank you for the nice words about the station. Could I get this tape from you? I, I don't mind buying it. The which? Sorry? The tape. Could I buy the tape off you? That you do the, oh, the, the, the the program that you're just speaking on to me right now, or other oh, program? Oh no, no, you don't. It's have on to, the web. It's on. Uh, if you do, if you have you, access to the internet. Um, I'm computer literate, but I can tell you, 16 squares is 256, and 19 squares 361 at the age of All right. There All you, you have to do is go to AM 740 or Zoomer Radio. Yeah, it'll, website. It, it, the website, and you go for podcast. That's P-O-D cast. Bobca- uh, podcast. <laughs> Bob yeah. Cajun yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah, there you go. And and uh, you'll be able to select the uh, the garden the, show. The, the, the garden show and, and the listen date. at mm-hmm. your convenience. Right. Yep. It's just you need a computer, obviously, with speakers or a headphone attachments. You know, some kind of a way to listen to your computer, and then we can keep you company yeah. while you're out in the garden or doing your dishes, whatever you're doing. Okay. Thank you very much, Lee, for uh, giving us a call here. Thank you. And uh, being a first time caller too, might I say? Yeah. yeah. Don't well, we, be uh, a stranger. Uh, you betcha. Uh, Flora in Kohlberg is next on the line. Good morning, Flora. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Can you please c- clear the coast with Greek oregano? Um, I had called you last year about my purslane, mm-hmm. what was happening to it last right. year. Yep. Now, it, my purslane and my uh, mint it grew so well, and I added another company, Greek oregano. Yes. And uh, somebody, I did my homework on Google, and it says you should um, 
uh, cut it before it flowers in spring. You just, I just uh, planted it in spring. Right. No, no. When it's brand new plant, you don't really do anything to brand new plantings. Because mm-hmm. that first, when we first plant anything, uh, particularly long-term perennial plants, it's all about roots. We just want the plants to get established, get some roots down, so we don't fiddle and diddle, we don't fertilize, we just let them do their thing. Assuming you've planted it into a reasonably good soil, well-drained, lots of sun, yeah. um, that's the main thing. Just let it get settled in for this season. If it's sprawling all over the place, you could do some cutting back now, but mm-hmm. otherwise I would let it be. Uh, the okay. reason you cut it down in the spring is because you want to encourage it to be a bushy plant as opposed yeah. to a real scraggly plant. So that's the, the thinking behind that, that spring pruning. A friend told me to cut it before it, when it flowers. Right. Well, usually when we're growing Greek oregano, it's for the leaves rather than the flowers. So that's why we want to get on to doing our cutting back just as bud flower buds are starting to set. We try to not allow those to grow because once you get flowers, then that's at the expense of the leaves. Because it, it, it says if it flowers, it alters the taste. That's right. The thing is, it also says to dry it by hanging it. Mm-hmm. But I do it the, in the old style. I put it like a... You know the paper that my husband paints, cars, mm-hmm. or uh, um, what is it called? Uh, wax? Yeah. I wash a couple of times and I put it on the floor to dry. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah, yep. you can. When people are doing large scale herb growing and uh, harvesting, they'll mm-hmm. often be, you know, um, chopping like all day and they'll have bunches and bunches of different herbs and flowers mm-hmm. and they'll tie the bunches and then hang them in an open airy could be mm-hmm. a barn could be a screen porch whatever but it's the idea is you want to get them out of the sun but into a well aerated situation so they will dry without um you know getting all mildewy Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank You're you, Flora. Thanks. Thanks All for right. calling. Have a, have a great weekend. Thank you for being with us here on Zoomer Radio. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn in Seaforth, Ontario. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning. How are you? Morning. Great. Excellent. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Um, I have a problem with my hostas. Mm-hmm. There in the dry weather, the edges of the leaves got real brown Crispy. and dried out. Yep. Yeah. And I was wondering, is it okay to cut them off? You can, but are you having a garden tour come through your garden? No. (laughs) You hosting a wedding? No. (laughs) Because what I would do is, I mean, unless you... If they're still green on a leaf, I like to leave the leaves. Okay. When the leaf is completely yellow or 99% yellow, then yes, I remove. But if there's green tissue still there, that leaf is still doing something to support the plant in terms of photosynthesis. Okay. Unless I had, like I said, a wedding or a garden tour, then I'd be out there being very, very meticulous, no yellow, no brown. Remember, too, we're, we're in the middle of August or you know, third week of August. So our ho- we're coming to the end of the season. So many of the leaves on many of our plants are a bit tattered after this season, whether yeah. it's mildews or insects or windstorms or hail or rain mm-hmm. deluges. The leaves are suffering, but they're all going to be fresh again next spring, right? It's a, it's a whole new world next spring. So I wouldn't panic about leaves that are a bit unsightly right now. If they're still green in them, leave them alone. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're Thanks welcome, for Marilyn. That's Thanks my, for... my lecture on green leaves. <laughs> uh, hey, here's our old friend from uh, White River. <laughs> Getting the bird whistle and now. And we've got the birds coming in to say good hello to Rick. Hey, Rick. How are you? 
I'm good. You, you guys? Good <laughs> morning. We're fine. You sure? Okay. <laughs> I think so. We're having too much fun, though. Okay. All right. I got dahlia bulbs. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they're, they're still growing. I put up. So you haven't had a frost, have you? No, don't say that. <laughs> Soon enough. <laughs> but uh, you talked about uh, fertilizing. Mm-hmm. So, it, so should should I still fertilize the plants or what? Um, it, it's lots of little bulbs, lots, lots, of, lots of buds. Good question. Yes, in the case of your dahlias, are they in pots or are they in the ground? Yeah, pot, pots. Okay, so in the case of dahlias, in the case of any of our annual plants, all right, so whether it's herbs or vegetables or flowering flowers, annual flowers, it's okay to keep fertilizing those so we can maximize our, our bounty, our harvest, our beauty yeah. right up until the end of the season. Right. However, once we do get a frost, keeping your dahlias outside, they are going to just collapse yeah. after the first frost. So at that point, dormancy is enforced on your dahlias. And of course, you're going to want to keep those tubers. So once that first frost happens, you'll clean up all that debris that is is mush, and you'll bring you'll start drying down those tubers to overwinter them in a frost-free environment. So you're back in business next spring with them. But sure, if they're covered in buds, why not encourage oh, yeah. them to keep going? Oh, it's a great year. Gladiolus, just beautiful. Is that right? Well, that's good. Super. You've probably had quite a lot of heat. It's, it's been a hot, hot summer in it, southern Ontario. It was up here, too. Yeah. Did you get any rain at all, or are you uh, struggling? Uh, a few days of rain, but not not too much. I know. Most uh, of the rain's been down here. Well, it's been, there's forest fires all yes. out of control. None around you, I guess, though, eh? Well, you, here and there. Yeah. It's bad. It's, it's, it's Wow. It's, we, we it's hope we get rain. Yeah, yeah you are. I bet okay. you've got fingers crossed rain because yeah, we it's really been concentrated south of the Great Lakes. It's and, just and not been north. There's things called blue, blueberries. Yeah, uh, good yeah. year for those. Yes, I bet. Yeah, you'd be you're fighting off the bears to get those. <laughs> well, maybe they started bear, bear hunting now. So. Oh, did they? Oh, they're culling bears? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, okay. Rick, thank Thanks you so calling. much. Thanks for calling. Take it easy. You betcha. As we say goodbye to uh, Rick, that leaves actually two lines open now. Uh, here are the phone numbers in Toronto. To reach Charlie, call 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And John in Mississauga, you're uh, going to be next on the air. <laughs> along with the, the bird whistle and Charlie Dobbin on Sumer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here saying good morning to John in Mississauga. Hi, John. Good morning. How are you doing, Frank? Good. Morning, John. I don't mind the bird's whistle, but I really hate the squirrels, my friend. Oh, how can you hate squirrels? <laughs> oh, They're just rodents. I'm going to say it publicly. I, Charlie, <laughs> if I tell you, I, I even wrote it down because otherwise I forget. Okay. Uh, what I did is this. I have a mixture spray, which I got from the computer, which uh, I think with um, uh, peppers and, 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 and what you call it, uh, uh, Vinegar. Oh, yeah. I put. I hang shirts around around the tree, uh-huh. 
Um, I sprayed the branches. Uh-huh. I put coffee grind. Oh, yeah. It looks like nothing deters them, none whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah. as you know, I have, I think I showed you pictures a couple yes. years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, this year, the fruit was going to be the best ever in four to four years that I've been doing this. And? Charlie, I don't even have one, one bombanella on the tree. What? They stole <clears throat> They just if took- I have a chance, if I have a chance, I'm going to tell my son-in-law to see if he can send you the picture of the ground, mm-hmm. not of the tree uh-huh. itself, of the ground. They did, I'm telling you, I'm so, how to call it, uh, I don't know, upset. Angry. Yeah. Angry every time I, I go there. And sometimes, Charlie, believe me, I'm cleaning it. And they're up in the tree eating, and, and they don't even... They're them. looking at you. They take one your- bite and throw them down, yeah. don't they? Okay, so uh, after all this, after I said my story, um, I heard you la- last Saturday we were going to go, we were, gonna, we were on, on the way to Niagara on the lake, we went to the Peach Festival, mm-hmm. and I heard you saying, somebody suggested, and I laughed a little bit to tell you the mm-hmm. truth, about uh, fox urine mm-hmm. and bone meal. Yeah. <laughs> Where the heck you get that stuff from? <laughs> well, bone meal you can get from any garden center. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have that. You know I have you get bone fo- meal. Fox urine, you get that from uh, any of the hunting and fishing places. The because oh, some, some probass? Right, probass yeah. should have. Yep, they should have it. Um, I can Google it right now if you want. But yeah, fox urine. I remember a friend of mine using it when he was planting bulbs. And this is in Ottawa. And the same thing, he was so frustrated that <clears throat> he'd be out there in the fall placing these... Tulip and various bulbs in beautiful designs, and then of course the squirrels would come along and rearrange everything, and it drove him crazy. So he started in like putting drops of fox urine into each planting hole as he put the bulbs Boy, they in. They don't want to go there, and the squirrels do not like fox urine. They don't know what a fox is, well, but they don't want to be close to it. It's true, Charlie, but they don't I, look. I even put what you call it here, uh, coffee grind. I did everything. Imagine. And, and believe me, and uh, okay, I, I have quite a few trees at the back, even my neighbors. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, like I said, I'm so frustrated. Yeah. Right? Well, give that a um, shot, you know. So, so, yeah, but what do you do? Do you put in a spray? I sprayed, I sprayed all my fence, mm-hmm. four, four sides of the fence. I sprayed the branches. So I don't know how, how much, because I don't want to spend any more. Oh, by the way, I, I forgot. I hope I'm not keeping you, but I forgot to tell you. I even bought three, what you call them, um, electronic devices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The high-pitched yep. sonar you know, thing. You're supposed to buzz them. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. maybe the next trip you got to take maybe is to the Bass Pro uh, and and but maybe pick up you some... just need like a large you know whippet or something that's faster than the squirrels and can just <laughs> yeah grab them out of the air like uh, you know I just wonder that sometimes when pests are driving us crazy we we try to protect so mm-hmm. we think of netting and we think of fencing and caging to uh-huh. to protect which often is tough with squirrels uh, we also think of repellent so that's where we get into the soaps and the urine and the smelly uh-huh. stuff. And and then other than that, we think about, yeah, shotguns and yeah. large yeah, dogs, right? A, <laughs> <laughs> I, believe me. I, I thought about that, to be honest with you, but I don't have one. Well, I see here <laughs> you can get well. fox <laughs> urine on Amazon. There's a huge selection and great prices. Amazon. Okay, do you, do you, do you uh, spray, Charlie, yeah. on the branches and all that? Yep. You got to spray where you do not want those squirrels to come. So well, I and, tell you, my, my son-in-law lives in Woodbridge, and I'm going to tell him to stop. And he, he comes on Sunday, and I'm going to tell him to stop and get me some. There all you right. go. And you know Let's... what, John, have you tried this product called Plant Skid? 
Plant okay, as... Uh, I have a pen, uh, pen here. Plant? Yeah, the word plant. Oh, yes. And then same word, S as in Sam. Yes. K as in kite. Yeah. Y as in yellow. Yeah. D as in dog. Yeah. And another D as in dog. So plant skid. Available plant skid. at any yeah. garden center. It's ho- completely organic. Effective for up to six months. Repels all uh, kinds uh, of yeah. creatures. Uh, John, I'm sorry. We have to hey, kind of move okay, along it's here. It's okay, okay? Uh, Frank. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much, guys. I, I appreciate luck. it. Good and uh, have a good day. You well, too. Thank you so very much. Think and about the birds. We are uh, right up to our <laughs> we're up to our next break here. And uh, George is online from St. Catharines. We will get to you, George. You hang tight there for the Garden Show and Charlie Dobbin here on Zuma Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zuma Radio. My job. Oh. <laughs> I forgot my job. It was too busy. Charlie's looking over at me, and all of a sudden I'm looking back. Turn on the mics, Charlie. That's your and, job. That's the only the... thing I have to do here is turn That's on the right. mics, right? <laughs> George in St. Catharines. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, kids. How are you? Morning. Good, thanks. Good, good. The last time I called up was about trees. Mm. Uh, some 14-foot spruces were going in. Mm-hmm. They've gone in. The boss is happy. Good. So I guess I'm happy. <laughs> um, I'd like to talk about trees again. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, well, three specific types of trees that I need to uh, trim, some aggressively. Mm-hmm. And I want to know the timing. Um, I have some 20-foot yews I want to uh uh, address the top of. I have some 10 to 15 foot uh, pyramidal cedars, uh, column cedars. Um, I need to take uh, the top off them to fill out the bottom. And I have some uh, Japanese red maples. Mm. Those are about 12 feet tall and I need to trim them on the top and the bottom. So well, you're uh, not my question I... <laughs> is, when can I do it? Uh, safely. Okay, so you're not asking much here, George. Yeah. Hope you have your pencil out, and I this do. is actually imperfect because I had an email from somebody named Janice, and her question was: I'm new to gardening and overwhelmed by the big bushes, a magnolia, lilac, etc. So when to prune, and how much can I clip off, and and have a nice natural shape? So yes, pruning is a huge subject. There are massive textbooks written on this subject. So to give a very short synopsis on your particular situation, I can tell you this. The yews and the cedars are evergreens. All evergreens are typically pruned when they're actively growing. That is typically in your area early June, might be mid-June, depends what kind of a spring we're having. And the actively growing means that whatever pruning you do will be grown, those pruning cuts will be covered by new growth, which is why we do the active, do the pruning when they're actively growing so that they don't look really ugly and there's not brown stumps everywhere on the plants. The trick with your cedars and yews, but cedars particularly, you have to shape the pyramidal hedges in such a way that the top is narrower than the bottom of the hedge. Otherwise, the top is shading the bottom and the bottom is all bare and scraggly. Most of us, just because of the way our brains and our hands work, do it wrong. We have wide tops and narrow bottoms and naked stems at the base of our cedar hedges. So just ensure narrow at the top, wider at the bottom, at one third at the most of the plants is coming off at any one time. The Japanese maple 
Do not shear it the way you're going to shear your cedars. We don't give haircuts to Japanese maples. We selectively prune out branches that are growing in the wrong direction or crisscrossing or damaging other branches. Uh, if the plant is just huge and overgrown, then yes, again, we can selectively bring the plant back one branch at a time. This is a sculpture that must be maintained at its best form, and pruning Japanese maples is a skill unto itself. So stand back, look at the plant, slowly but surely work away one bit at a time. It might take you a couple hours. Well, good good luck in all of that, George. Yeah. You, <laughs> Could you tell me on the maple what time of year that was? Oh, that's just um, after the leaves have emerged. Usually, again, it's kind of not the heat of the summer. So you've got late spring for your Japanese maples. Mid, Usually I'll do my Japanese maples right when the buds are clearly starting to grow and the deadwood is obvious. So right away, first all the deadwood comes out. Okay. okay? All righty. Thank you very much, George. Good George luck with all of that. Fast. Wow, yeah, I know. <laughs> Take it all down now. There's a guy who can t- tune in the podcast. That's and right. Get Anybody all the who wants that again, yes. Right. Shelly in St. Catharines again. We're, we're uh, <laughs> walking up St. Catharines. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning. Morning. Thanks, George, you, got, you gave me some information I needed also. Oh, good. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question, Charlie, has to do with. Um, uh, Asiatic lilies and hostas. Mm-hmm. You have after they've flowered and the the flowers are gone. Mm-hmm. When do you trim down the lilies and the hosta flowers? Is there a set time? Do you have to wait like you do for tulips and yeah. daffodils yep. to let goodness go back down into exactly. the, the the roots? It went or, into the bulb. No, you're absolutely right. Just like the tulips and daffodils, lilies grow from a bulb. Hostas don't, but lilies do. The Asiatic lilies, yes, you can take off the dead flowers, and you should, once they're done, right up at the top of the plant, leave the green stems, leave the green leaves. Let them stay green as long as they're green, because they're fattening up the bulb for next year. Eventually, either frost or just weather is going to cause that whole stem and, and leaves to turn brown, and at that point, you can just chop off at ground level, but leave the Asiatic lilies as long as you can. Hostas, I take out the flowers. Um, Generally, once the flowers are done, those empty little flower stems are standing there. Just down with your pruners, down into the leaves, cut out those stems. It cleans them up and makes them look just prettier. Okay. All right. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you. All righty. Thank you. And if we have time here, well, we'll see how we get along here. Okay. Okay. Marilyn in Ancaster. We'll move along to you. Hi. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Morning. Uh, that man who's having trouble with the squirrels, mm-hmm. I put uh, darning, uh, knitting needles upside down. Oh. oh. And yeah. they had a hard, hard time. They were very unhappy with me. But where did you put the knitting needles? Oh, I had, I had them in pots. I had my uh, hibiscus pots. Right. Yeah, his and problem they, they is fruit trees. Just, just being mean and digging up. So I just put the needles in, and then I put mothballs. Yeah, uh-huh. mothballs. It's, it's the knitting needles, and you know what? I've done that with forks, plastic forks. Yeah, into the pots, mm-hmm. and that does work. Well, the, but yeah, plastic can break though. True, and knitting yeah. needles are These strong. Knitting needles—they did not like those points. And, and sharp, so that's a good good idea. Okay, knitting needles, but for John, that wouldn't work because he's got a no, an not an tree. No. So <laughs> my problem is, um, I don't know if I've done right. I took, I called you a while ago, but my amaryllis, mm-hmm. and I had three of them that were waxed. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yep. And so I washed them all off and cleaned them, and I potted them. I just, I'm going to BC, so on Tuesday my car goes. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I cut down all the leaves off the amaryllis and took them out of the pot. Okay. They're loaded with roots. Okay. It was Mm. pot-bound. There were, three of them were Mm pot-bound. So I wrapped them in newspaper, and I put them in my car. 
Okay, as long as they're not going to bake in your car. Just... Well, they're going to be on a train. Oh. The train's going out to BC. Can you carry them with you instead of sending them in the train? Or how are you going? Are you flying? Or you're? I'm flying. Oh. Could you just stick them in your suitcase? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know what? They're more. It's going to be too hot. I'm afraid in the car on the train. It, out yep. for three or five days that it takes. They could bake. Anyway, gotta go. We've got mere seconds here left. But what you did is perfect. Other than that, transport. Yep. Keep them as cool as you can. Soon as you get to your n- your next location, pot them up again. Get them back into some soil, into some pots. N- make sure they're still pot bound. They like small pots. Yeah. Good wow. luck with that. And and. Happy trails and Castor to <laughs> BC. Lucky you. Okay, Woo. that's it. I'm done. You're done. And yep. you're buying breakfast. Uh, well, I know. I know. Okay. Dry toast for the lady. Thank no, you very much. No, steak and eggs. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we're off. <laughs> you can say we're off. We're Boy, I really mean it. <laughs> Thank you for this whistle. I love it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I'm living to regret it already. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sebastian. Thanks, all our great callers. See you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.